0: Red collar right there with Rust Belt Heart right here on the local beat. And that's what you are now listening to right here on 88.1 WKNC. I'm your host, Adam Kincaid. Every Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. We bring you the finest in music from North Carolina and the Triangle. Today we have a short episode, only about one hour, but it is one of my favorite bands in the area. Jinx and Heather from Mount Moriah, they're joining me today. And I, I just want to say, last week I had Birds and Arrows in. And I told them that they were in my top five bands of all time. And we had a list. They, they made me list all my top five on on the air, uh-huh. and you guys are definitely in that. Oh, so. Aww,
1: thanks, Well, Adam. thank you. Two of my
0: top five local bands right here.
1: That's so sweet. Thank you.
0: In a row. Well, we have a lot to talk about. You are coming out with a brand new album, self-titled not Mariah CD. It's been a long time coming. It has. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I've it's been true. waiting for this for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. Me
2: too, Adam. <laughs>
0: oh. When is the exact release date for this?
2: Tuesday, April 12th.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do need to mention that you'll be playing April 15th, at that's the right. Cat's Cradle. And that's the CD release show, right?
2: That's correct. Yeah. One week from today. Right. At the Cradle. You're
0: yeah. playing with the Moaners and Filthy Bird. Doors are at 8 o'clock. Show starts at 9. I'm really itching to listen to a song. Can we go ahead and Let's play it do and it. Then come back? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll play the first song off the album, Only Way Out, right here on The Local Beat. Mm-hmm. ¶¶ 88.1 WKNC. Is that the radio debut of that song?
2: It yes. is. Am I yeah. the first to
0: play that? Yes. I love that you are. Right, right here on the local beat. That was Mount Mariah. The song is called Only Way Out. It's off the brand new self titled Mount Mariah CD that's coming out next week. Believe, April 12th, yeah. Tuesday. That's right. Of course, the CD release parties at the Cat's Cradle next Friday, April 15th. The Monos and Filthy Bird are playing alongside Mount Mariah. Um, I really, really want to talk about the new album. I've been a huge Mount Mariah fan. I think the first time I saw you guys was like your second show ever, Holiday for Quince Block Party at the Nightlight, mm-hmm. like two mm. years ago. I think,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that? Yeah, that's a good. Show. And
0: I, you told me, yeah, we'll be recording an album any time now. And so then, we lied yeah, to you. Two years later. <laughs> 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 so yeah, tell me a little bit about the album. How long it took to record? Where did you record it at? I I feel like you were recording in like winter '09 mm-hmm. for this, yeah. right?
2: It's true.
1: It's yeah. been done for a while. I mean, we, we recorded most of it at Kudzu Ranch with Brian Paulson. And then Heather did some more vocal tracking with Brian at his apartment.
2: And some different, like, um, some overdubs in Carbro. and Yeah, but it, it was recorded pretty much locally, regionally. Right. And it, we took some time. Uh, it had to feel right when we released it. And it just didn't feel quite right until now.
0: And what, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, how do you know when it, it's the right time?
2: Well, I think for us, we wanted to, it was important for us to put out this the EP right before.
0: The Letting Go EP.
2: Yeah, as a little bit more of a...
1: An introduction.
2: Yeah, to the full length. Right. And I think this record seems like a springtime record to me, if you want to get that specific about when things come out. So that's why it took a while. We wanted to let the Letting Go have some time to drift.
0: And The Letting Go, of course, I, I believe that came out in September of last year. August, yeah. August of mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about the record? Um, I know, obviously, Heather Jinx, you two are the two staples here of Mount Mariah. You've been in it since the beginning, I, but you have played with other musicians mm-hmm. in the band. I've noticed that James Wallace is uh, on here quite a bit mm-hmm. as well, but is he still a part of the the band?
2: He's not, but he and Jeff Crawford both had their hands in in the record a lot, and yeah. we definitely uh, trusted a lot of the rhythm section with them, as well as Ryan Gustafson. Certainly, in the studio. But no, as far as live shows, they don't play with us right. currently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this show coming up next Friday, mm-hmm. who will be playing with you guys? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm not I sure think I we're still
2: trying to figure that <laughs> yeah. one out, and I don't think you do <laughs> know. At
1: least, <laughs> at least four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee Waters, who has played in work clothes, and he's played with Dean and Britta. He's playing drums. Casey Toll is playing bass.
2: And Will Hackney, who is currently outside here, yeah. setting up he's with Midtown front, Dickens. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's
1: right in front. <laughs> Why we didn't the in the carpool, I
2: don't know. We just yeah. had band practice. So he's going to be playing yeah. and singing. And um, we have uh, one of my favorite uh, vocalists in town, Christy Smith is going to be um, singing with us on some songs, doing some triple harmonies. She plays in the Tender fruit. I don't know if you Of
0: course, yeah.
2: So at least that many right now.
0: I, I love Mount Mariah's live shows. You haven't played in a while, though. It's been quite some time. I think,
2: mm-hmm. man,
0: the fall maybe. I don't, You haven't played yet. this In 2011 maybe once?
2: We played one out-of-town show in Asheville yeah. with Crooked Fingers. And, yeah, you're right. I think it's been strategic for us in a couple of different ways. we played a lot in the fall and um, we went on two pretty big tours and changed hands with instrumentation membership then and it was kind of taxing for us to teach the songs to like, right. a lot of people. I can imagine certainly. but we did and like we're really thankful for those people who stepped up and we haven't we've played uh, I guess I don't know, we played once in December. Mm-hmm. That was probably our last local show. With crooked fingers there but mm-hmm. we played troika but yeah you're right i mean it hasn't been it's it there's been a, a reason behind it we've been trying to give this record a little bit of intrigue and
1: yeah just focus focus
2: on it because yeah. right. we run this label that puts this record out and it actually takes a lot of energy thankfully we we're not good about getting on <laughs> getting to on time not good with time management <laughs> yeah right you guys were totally on time today <laughs> we were on time yeah. today thank you <laughs> but we knew that it was going to take us extra time to put this record out because it was you know we were in the band right. and we were putting it out ourselves on our label and we've also been writing the next record in wow, the last already, yeah. the last several months and we're at a pretty good place with that so
0: i guess that makes sense seeing as how this one's it's been done for you know a while. It's now, been
2: done so. for about a year. Yeah,
0: yeah. you got to keep those creative juices flowing. Uh huh.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, let's jump into another song here. Uh, do you want to just go down the list here with? Let's do it. Sure. Social wedding rings, and we're also going to throw in some owners, of course, and Filthy sure. Bird in this set. They are all playing with Mount Moriah at Cat's Cradle next Friday, April fifteenth. Doors are at eight o'clock. Show is at nine. Right here on the local beat, <laughs> Mount Moriah. An oldie buddy goodie right there. That's the Motors with "When We're Dead and Gone" right here on the local beat. Before that, we had Filthy Bird and then Mount Mariah. Before that, of course, was Social Wedding Rings. Joining me in studio right now, I have Heather and Jinx of Mount Mariah. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with me. Thank you. Thank you. That new song we just heard, "Social Wedding Rings," it's off of Rings. Excuse me, is off of the self-titled brand new Mount Mariah CD. It's coming out this Tuesday, and of course, the CD release party is at the Cat's Cradle, April 15th, which is next Friday, Mm -hmm. seven days from today with the Mona's and Filthy Bird. We have quite a bit to talk about, and we just talked a lot about the record, Mm -hmm. but I do want to talk about you guys. You two are some of the busiest people that I know. I mean, you run a record (laughs) label. You are in so many different bands. You do all these different things. Obviously, that had to play a huge part into why this album took so long to come out.
1: It did.
2: It's true, Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it was just a, you know process of you know one project making sure that one project gets the attention that it needs before mm-hmm. the next and so um this last year we put out some pretty uh, big records and so they got most of our attention and then uh I know that Heather and I both are are the bands that we do on our own have also been really busy so
2: right like I've been recording with Bella Fea for a new record and you've been Recording your probably seventh horseback record <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we just had to find the right time to put it out. And, like, yeah, the, the, we put out the Moners record, right. the full length in September, and mm. Filthy Bird, uh, their record in October, and Monsonia in November. Right. And just, you know, we had, this is our biggest year in terms of a, a label.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, um, our output, so this is the Mount Moriah record is the only one on the docket for this uh, season. So.
0: Right. Of course, Holidays for Quince, uh, one of the most prolific local record labels in the area, as we just, you know, a great example right there. As far as Mount Moriah is concerned and your other bands, do you feel like maybe you don't give your own material enough attention because you run the record label or maybe you give it more? Like, how do you, how do you make it fair for your bands versus... The bands that
1: you're not in that are under your record label right that's a good question that's something we talk about sometimes we Um, don't
2: totally know the answer to yeah and we're still trying to figure out how to do that but you know i mean we love our friends and their music and we love local music so we want to keep putting it out i think it's a matter of balancing
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know what what we put out of our own and
1: it's true and, I mean, the way that the, you know, the, the music industry is not really an industry anymore. And it's so it's so fractured. And, and I think what that means is that it's up to a lot of bands. I mean, you know, the, a lot of the control for how a band does, how it's received, is up to an individual band these days. And so there is, you know, I think our, our role is usually to facilitate certain connections and and that sort of thing and then it's you know the bands kind of take it from there what's best for them
2: but we were proud to put our own music out with mount mariah it felt right so as long as it continues to feel right we'll do it yeah but
0: what about your other bands that you're in have they been put on the back burner you know or have they been giving more
2: there's nice. just a lot of
1: stuff crowding the front burner. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. It, the oven is really hot. How do you say that? The stove is smoking, Adam.
1: How do you guys do it though? I mean, do you ever get
0: a break? You're constantly working with other bands that are on your record label. You're well, we went
2: to BP recording. before this, and I got some checks mix, and that felt <laughs> 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 eight for the first time. In five eight for the days. first time, I mean, it's really stressful. Huh. I'm not yeah. gonna
1: lie; it's it really, is. really stressful. Yeah. Um, and it's something. I mean, I think that. The fact that Heather and I are are have worked together for so long helps because, you know, if either one of us, either one of us, were doing this by ourselves, it would seem so. Don't, of,
2: it would be impossible. It was, yeah. It'd
1: be overwhelming, and obviously you have a, a love
0: and a passion for it. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. While yeah, you I are mean, stressed,
0: you you keep doing it. It's obvious.
2: I don't. I don't think either one of us could do anything else. I certainly couldn't at this point work an office job and feel really fulfilled, you know? Yeah. So it, it just takes a lot of grunt work. It takes a lot of hustle and effort. And as long as you're happy with it and like your partners and your friends are like, okay with, you know, yeah. the fact they might not see you for a little while. because you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I can say we're pretty happy, yeah. you know?
0: When you sit down and write a song, and obviously, Jinx, you know, when you write a horseback song, you're obviously making a, a horseback song. You know, there's no other way around that. But Heather, Jinx, you know, when you guys write songs for other bands that you're in, do you sit down and def- say, I'm going to write a song for Mount Mariah here? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to sit down and write a song for Bella Fea or Undo mm-hmm. Or do you just start writing the song and then you sort of label it where it belongs? How does that work?
2: Well, Undo sort of... Um and on hiatus. Right, I yeah. Guess. So I guess so, you're not writing a whole lot. Right. So, yeah. so that's not something that's uh, I think about a lot. But you know, I still write music for Bella Fea, and when I I am very aware when that is a Bella Fea song. And with Mount Moriah, I've been able to be I feel like Bella Fea has gotten kind of tighter and strengthened in this in this way where I'm able to write more sort of dissonant, loud, heavy, noisy things. Um, because i have this outlet with mount mariah where i'm trying to sort of deconstruct folk music for myself and and lately i have been very inspired you know with an acoustic guitar and with these sort of narratives they're a little more in the mount mariah vein so it's easier than it would probably seem
0: the the fun thing about you guys is you know i've seen both of you live countless times Mm -hmm. now and it's usually with and all your different outfits that you're in, you know, your different bands. And you guys are, a lot of people can only do one thing. They can only do this certain specific kind of music. But you guys are different. I don't know if it's your just sheer creativity or just your sheer passion, but you guys can somehow craft all these different kinds of music over and over and over again in different styles and different genres. I and mean, where does that come from?
1: How do you do that? That's really sweet of you to say. It is. I don't. That's a, it's, a, it's a hard question to answer because it feels, it feels very natural. I don't think either one of us feels like we are...
2: Forcing. Know, yeah,
1: we're not forcing any particular style. I think it's just it's a matter of keeping, um, keeping yourself open to new ideas and, and new uh, sources of inspiration. And I think that it's, it's really easy, you know, not just in music, in any sort of pursuit, to just put the blinders on and focus on one thing. You know, I know that Heather and I both sort of benefit from staying open to different Mm -hmm. different sources of inspiration. It's really a way to stay motivated creatively Mm -hmm. and feel like you're not stagnating. You know, keeping that freedom sort of built into whatever you're working on is really important just in terms of staying engaged Mm -hmm. with the project. You know, if you feel like you've been doing the same thing over and over. For your entire career it's i think you get burned out yeah right and so and it's also you know it's a it, it's a it's a personal challenge thing kind of mm-hmm. like a it, in what ways can i apply myself and um you know it's like learning it's like learning a language or something like right. that you, know, you have to understand what a musical vocabulary it is. um
2: yeah definitely, it definitely comes naturally but it's also a challenge for sure i know i started out just i started out playing folk songs and learning them all these like covers your basic chords and song structures and for me bella fea was like anti-structure and you know it's anti-melody in some yeah. way but <laughs> right and now returning to that and trying to do something fresh within that folk structure is it's all about moods too sometimes you're just angry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, some, and sometimes yeah, you're yeah. you know you need that the pace of a folk song to really bring to life a certain narrative.
1: I think that's a good point just in you know to try and maintain the sort of a complete picture of what music is cap- capable of. I mean, I listen to a lot of metal music and I think that I may be <laughs> <laughs> The only the only person in history to have both toured with the Indigo Girls and <laughs> Beyond Relapse, writers. and I, I mean, part of I think part of it is just remembering that music is a very universal thing, yeah. and it there are, are great similarities even you know among the most dis- mm-hmm. disparate sounding genres, and sort of you know keeping all that in mind, I I think it's really uh, sort of liberating.
2: Mm-hmm. To, I agree
1: to be able to shift. You know, yeah, Jinx,
0: you you said it earlier and Heather, you as well, that you rely a lot on your inspirations. Mm -hmm. What are those inspirations? Where do they come from? You know, how do you use them to craft your music?
2: That's like the toughest question in the world to answer. (laughs) You know, I guess specifically for me with Mount Moriah, there's a lot of writing to sort of understand my history, my relationships with my family, with religion, with these kind of heavy Huge things.
0: It's very obvious in your songwriting mm-hmm. as well, too. And I, I think that's you know, part
2: of it is making that, that, making it public. Yeah. Is also this sort of challenge and, for lack of a better word, therapy or it's like a catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole process, you know. And I guess I'm, yeah, I'm really inspired by my relationships with people, with place, with the South. You know, I've, I'm a creative writing major, and so I. Picked up music to explore that, explore storytelling. What about you, Mister Horseback?
1: <laughs> I'm really in love with sound, and yeah. that sounds so dumb, <laughs> but it's really true. I mean, it, I, I feel like a lot of the way—well,
2: that's a language for you.
1: Yeah, you it know? certainly is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think just a lot of a, a lot of the way that I sort of in- interface with a shared reality with anyone would be through sound and and what sounds mean and I'm you know I, I try and consciously stay aware of what sounds are like there's a hum in this room right now that I really like yeah, for yeah example. I can hear it <laughs> it's not being picked up by the mics but you know it's from the computers and pieces of machinery that are in here and that's really calming to me and and there was a, a time in my life where constant sort of sounds were really necessary for me to sort of stay uh, level-headed and and uh mm-hmm. focus and um, I think there's a very strong relationship between sound and and individual psychology and in the way that our brains work. And so if inspiration comes through pure really raw sounds sort of in manipulating those can you capture a sound and then manipulate it in a way that it acquires a new meaning or something like that? And then a band that has you know, more sort of traditional songwriting is just a, a further extension of that. You know, can you, can you take a traditional form and with, you know, sounds that do remind you of artists throughout the entire last century? Um, and then, you know, find new ways to apply it, new contexts to apply it in. And so I think that for me would be the biggest source of inspiration.
0: Well, if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to the local B right here in 88.1 WKNC. I have, Heather McIntyre and Jinx Miller of Mount Mariah, uh, just one of the many things that they do, is Mount Mariah the band releasing a brand new debut LP, self-titled, coming out this Tuesday. The release party, however, is seven days from today, April fifteenth, at the Cat's Cradle. They're playing with the Moners and Filthy Bird. Doors open at eight o'clock. Show starts at nine p.m. Let's jump in to a little bit more of this brand new album. Uh, we'll play. How about playing? Is that okay?
2: Sounds great. All right.
0: You're listening to the local beat.